in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, and we're off. The summer has begun. Memorial Day weekend is over, and uh, I feel fabulous. I was actually in the we- uh, where the hell was I? Florida. I just got back this morning. Did the show yesterday from Florida. What a state. Oh, boy, do they got things going on down there. Uh, who neat? Well, I'm going to stay in New York for the time being, although we got to get our acts straightened out, okay? Starting with the mayor and the police department. I'm sorry, but we... Uh, I need accountability. I need professionalism. I need things to change. All right. The cops are great right now. It's in the hands of a guy who doesn't seem to know what he's doing. We'll see. Hey, big news. Big news, though. It's sad news. Michael Sussman. I know it's not exactly a name that's sweeping the country right now. Democrats probably wish it was because Michael Sussman, Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer, has just been found not guilty of lying to the FBI When he showed up to the FBI and told all kinds of lies about uh, he did this work on his own and came up with all this stuff about Trump and Russia. You guys care to investigate it? Sir, yes, sir, we do. Thank you very much, Mr. Sussman. Well, he was just found not guilty by a swamp jury. What do you think, huh? Again, Sussman, lawyer, Hillary Clinton campaign working for, gets all kinds of phony information implicating Trump. He knows it doesn't implicate Trump because he knows it's phony. And he sells it to the FBI and they buy it. They buy it. They know they're being lied to, but they buy it anyway. So this is Washington, D.C., a swamp trial, a swamp jury, and they just found him not guilty. John Durham, I think he's a great patriot, a thorough lawyer, did not secure a conviction here. That's bad doesn't mean it didn't happen, okay? It it doesn't mean that at all. We know what went down here. We know the laptop is real. We know Russia collusion was fake. And so does everybody else. But, oh, hey, a jury. Well, it's a Democrat jury from Washington, D.C. And, oh, by the way, the judge. Is this true? The judge, Christine, let me see here. Christopher Cooper, the U.S. District Court judge, Christopher Cooper presided over this mess. And guess what? Well, he's an Obama appointee. Uh, He's married to a lawyer named Amy Jeffress. Jeffress? Guess who Amy represented? FBI lawyer Lisa Page. Hey, what else about this guy? The judge worked with Sussman in the Justice Department in the late 1990s. Well, that doesn't seem right. Hmm? Lots of things about this stank but then again, it's the swamp, and they go after Republicans, not Democrats. It's um, It really is incredibly that simple. Oh, by the way, I think Merrick Garland married this guy. Let's see. Current Attorney General Merrick Garland even presided over their 1999 wedding. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> what do we expect from the swamp? You know, I hear them moving trials sometimes for the defense. What about moving them for the prosecution? Does that ever happen? We, we, we don't feel if the defense can do that, maybe the prosecutor should be able to do that. I've never heard of that happening before. All right. So swamp lawyer Michael Sussman charged with lying to the FBI. And I've seen the text messages. Now, then again, if the guy who's being lied to the top lawyer at the FBI 
when he received Mr. Sussman with all this fake stuff, he knew he was being lied to, but he went along with it anyway. Does that make it still a lie? Who knows? And sometimes proving a lie, I know proving perjury is extremely difficult. Even if the guy says, yeah, I lied, it's so, somehow it's really hard to prove perjury. Anyway, don't, don't be discouraged. I was disappointed. I'll tell you what, I was talking to my dad over the weekend. He's like, he's not going to get convicted. I'm like, come on. I've seen the text messages. This is open and shut. No, he's not going to get convicted. My dad's a lawyer, by the way, in addition to being a greatest police commissioner of all time. He actually went to law school. He has two law degrees, one from St. John's, one from NYU. Hey, uh, brighter news here. I went to see the Top Gun movie, and I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I decided I wanted to enjoy it, and therefore I enjoyed it. Now, I'm a pilot, and I could have nitpicked it to death, and uh, part of me did. But I just, what do they call it? The suspension of disbelief. I engaged in one of those processes, and I kind of, I liked the movie. I did. I liked, um, hey, Tom Cruise is cool. Um, I liked, even though they got the, the plane stuff wrong. I, I Look, I'm from that world. I liked the movie. And you know what I liked? America did something this weekend. America kind of came together and did something. Granted, it wasn't what, you know, Memorial Day is supposed to be about and all that stuff and more on that in a moment. But it was, um, it was kind of cool. It was in the air. You know, we're always watching our own little things on Netflix or, you know, doing our own little thing. But everybody came together to watch this movie. And I thought that was kind of nice. And, however, it reminds us of a couple of things that are going on in America. You know, these people in the movie, these great pilots, they were in Top Gun because they were great pilots, not because they were transgender or cisgender or, um, I don't know, LGBTQ plus IA or whatever. No, it's it's really about merit, at least in the movie. And in the military is not like that all that much anymore. Why did so many people go to see the movie? It did $100 million plus. They wanted to see Tom Cruise, I guess. That's part of it. But I think there was nostalgia. There was some reminiscing going on. When did Top Gun Part 1 come out? 1986. Who was president? Ronald Reagan. It was, um, yeah, an homage to a different era, even though it takes place in current day America slash world. I think it was a thirst for that America spirit. You know? I mean, when we did great things. Now, what the hell do we do? What the hell do we do? What do we do? People lie and they get away with it. We see this Sussman thing. Got me going, actually. There's very little accountability in America. Very little accountability. Now, we all know that this Russia thing was a hoax. Has anyone gone to jail? Will anybody go to jail? The American people were lied to and and the Trump administration was damn near sabotaged. And no one's being held accountable. But that's that's America these days. That's America. Iraq, no weapons of mass destruction. Was anybody held accountable? No. As a matter of fact, we reelected George W. Bush. Uh, September 11th happened. Was anybody held accountable? No. No, not at all. In fact, the president who missed all the warnings, George W. Bush, saw his approval rating skyrocket to 95% as he did very little. As he waited about a month 
before striking back at Afghanistan, giving the Taliban a big head start. Hey, how about 2008? The financial crisis. That affected everybody. Anybody go to jail for that one? (laughs) This is the America, not the land of accountability. Eh, You make a mistake. You make a mistake that severe. Well, if you start talking about it, that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And some of those people are, are powerful. Is any gonna, anybody going to be held accountable for this Uvalde catastrophe? Now, the gunman's already dead. Can you imagine this happening in another era? 20 well-armed cops waiting outside, down the hall, not going in. I read, what was the justification for that? Well, we could have been shot. They didn't go in because they could have been shot. Well, the, the, the students could have been shot and were shot. You can look it up. There's doctrine. There's law enforcement doctrine. Go in. One person gets shot too bad. Another person goes in. And another. Go in. You didn't want to go in because you got shot. You know, I noticed this. I was watching some footage from 2002. It's a law enforcement investigation, some crazy murder that happened a long time ago. It's the staircase on... Uh, Netflix. Have you heard about that? It's one of those true crime. uh, It's a documentary about some murder that happened in who cares, North Carolina, but you find yourself wasting six hours on this stuff. But I noticed it was mm, like 2002, 2003, all this footage is from almost 20 years ago. And everybody's a little bit different. I can't figure it out. Why is everybody different in this movie? It's what there's something about, and I finally put my finger on it. Nobody was looking at their damn cell phone the entire time. Everybody was attentive to their job. Everybody was present in the moment. And there's something to that, man. There really is. So much of America wants to be somewhere else, wants to be doing something else. Actually, all anybody seems to want to do these days is have a good Wi-Fi connection and sit around on their dopey phone. Texting people, tweeting, looking at stuff, pictures, porn, you name it, whatever. That's a that's a comfort zone. Just sitting around there. And I wonder, quite frankly, these cops who blew it in Uvalde. I mean, because we have those phones all the time. It's like we are not conditioned for action. We're conditioned for always finding out from somebody else what to do. Well, nobody gave me a text message. I mean, I heard, by the way, the... The operational commander of this little operation did not have a radio, which is all kinds of screwed up. We found new video, by the way, of parents freaking out, understandably so, frustrated that all these cops are just standing around outside the school and not moving in. And um, who can blame them? This this should be a, a watershed moment. And I don't know. I just feel like it does go down a little bit to something wrong with America's soul and and where we are right now, and maybe it's partly the fault of the phone, and just all anybody wants to do is chill out and watch Netflix and, and be numb and everybody kind of passing the buck and waiting for somebody else to take charge, and nobody takes charge. Nobody's taking charge in Joe Biden's America. Is that it? Am I crazy? I think back to when Donald Trump, when he came down the escalator, said, America doesn't win anymore. Man, oh man, oh man. Huh? I mean, America doesn't win anymore. How right was he? And we won for a little while, and now we're right back to losing.
a losing streak. And what do you do when a baseball team loses for too long? You get rid of the manager for one. Joe Biden has got to go. Everybody knows he's demented. Everybody knows he's lying like crazy. Everybody knows he can't handle the job. And the fake news pretends that this is normal. It's not normal. Everybody knows this is not normal. But they're pretending that it's normal. I am uh, I'm not okay with this at all. I hope you aren't either. All right, so we're down in the dumps a little bit. Oh, if you do want to get cheered up, I would say go see the Top Gun movie. There's something about it. Again, the whole country doing the same thing. What did I say? Can I say one thing? I'm not going to give away too much of the plot here. I'm not, all right? So, But I, I'm, I'm going to say some stuff about the movie. I'm not going to ruin the plot for you, okay? If you really want to not know anything about it, just stick around. Don't worry about it, okay? Obviously, there's a girl he likes in the movie, Jennifer Conley. She's a famous actress, okay? She owns a bar, and Tom and uh, this woman obviously have something going on, all right? There's chemistry. They keep alluding to their, you know, the, bad, the, the days when they dated and all that stuff. So at one point, things start happening, let me just say, militarily. Things are going on in the world, and it looks like Tom may not be able to hang out at the bar. You know, he's got to go someplace, all right? I don't want to give too many details. So for no reason whatsoever, he shows up at the bar, which is open, and there are people there, in his dress whites. He he whispers something into her ear, and she hugs him. And I figured, okay, wait, she, is, is, is he asking her to marry him? That must be what's happening. And then they hug, and they kiss, and then he walks off, and then he goes to, you know, back to the airplane to take care of the military stuff. It made no sense whatsoever. He goes into the... What did make sense, though, is Tom is a bit of a commitment phobe. He's 60 years old. He's still not married in the movie. And... But why wouldn't he get married to her? Remember Officer and a Gentleman? It was reminiscent of that. Richard Gere goes into the factory to see Deborah Winger, and he's wearing the dress blues, and uh, obviously they're going to go get married. But what does that say about him? It's, it's, It's so in sync with America. No ring. Let's just keep hanging out. Let's just keep doing it. Let's just let's just keep it nice and casual. Nice and casual. And then a lot of time's gone by. And then you take stock. And then you start to wonder. And then Tom finds another hotter, younger girlfriend. Huh? Right? Stuff like that happens. I was a little bit disappointed about that. Um, last thing. What do we think of Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, getting uh, busted for DW? I never understand these rich people who don't get a car and driver. I'm not saying you got to get Uber. To get a car and driver, make them wear a little chauffeur hat. Paul Pelosi, he's been doing so much insider trading. He's worth about a quarter of a billion dollars. He can't hire some guy for $45,000 a year to drive him around, $60,000, $70,000, pay him a decent, give him a hundred grand. He'll keep his mouth shut. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It is wild. We have a documented, known serial liar in Joe Biden. He does not stop. When we first got to know him back in 1987, he was caught lying like crazy. He had to quit the race for president because he was lying so much. Talk about audacity, though, running for president as Joe Biden at 45 years old. Senator from Delaware, there are counties, there are counties in New York State 
that are bigger than the state of Delaware. Uh, there are, actually. I think St. Lawrence County, Wyoming County. We have a Wyoming County. There are counties in New York. There are like 25 counties in America that are bigger than Delaware. So he runs for president. So he got nailed again. It really, almost, basically every time he speaks, he starts making stuff up. He's at the Naval Academy. And this, by the way, is particularly um, kind of nasty here because, well, I can make the case this is stolen valor. You know, trying to make, ah, I could have been in the military, but uh, yeah, I was going to join. You guys wanted me. He makes up this story about joining the Naval Academy, but not joining the Naval Academy. Cut two, please. Cut two. As I was told, the class of 72 is here. I was appointed to the Academy in 1965. I didn't come to the Academy because I wanted to be a football star, and you had a guy named Starback and Bellino here. So I went to Delaware. Wow, he really is shameless. He really is shameless. Now, none of the years work out. He did not play football at University of Delaware, as far as I, I think he said in one of his autobiographies he couldn't because he had asthma. It's one of the reasons why he did not uh, join the military, because of his chronic asthma. I could have been here, but I wanted to play ball, and Roger Staubach was, how f- how phony is that? Why is it class of 72? And why is he mentioning class of 72? In 1972, he was 29 years old. Why 72? Because he's a lying. He's a lying sack. That's what he does. He's a lying sack, and he's, well, he's weird. Um, let's see. Football player. Okay, listen to this. Cut three. Cut three from Joe Biden. More lies about uh, football Joe. Well, I want to tell you, I came. I was a football player. I came. I came here in uh, 1963, and I had to go back. I just double-checked my memory. You know, you get my age, you're not so sure of a member. You know, your glory days look more glorious than they really were and all that. (laughs) So we went back in the Internet, and I just want you to know, I came here on October uh, 1963, and we beat you, Bobcats, (laughs) 29-12. Yeah, Joe wasn't on the team in 1963. Fact checkers actually looked into that. Uh, There's a big fat one. And he actually, the way he said it, he said it so quickly at the top. And he gives himself this out. Ah, my memory's failing me. Listen to how he does not complete the sentence. I was a football player. Right? He kind of like gets out before he's done. Cut three. Well, I want to tell you, I came. I was a football player. I came. I came here. You got that? uh, That's a little political. That's a little political trick. I was a football player. He didn't quite say he was a football player. So, and then he, he implies that, well, I guess he's trying to say, well, the team, that's a matter of record. Delaware beat the Bobcats. He implies that he was there playing football. He wasn't playing football. Anyway, it's small, but it's sad. Hey, here's something that I like. Uh, Donald Trump um, this weekend. Oh, by the way, another thing about the movie theater. I haven't been to the movie since 2019. Popcorn isn't what it used to be. Uh, There's that. Uh, The seats in the theater were incredibly comfortable. It's a good thing it's dark in there, though. You know, you don't want to look too carefully at those seats. I know people are... I'm more squeamish about uh, germs and stuff than I than I used to be. Joe Biden is going to be hosting a very famous singing and dance troupe from South Korea at 3 o'clock this afternoon at the White House. And he's going to take this 
opportunity to talk about anti-Asian hate, we believe. And by the way, who's responsible for all that anti-Asian hate? Well, Joe will falsely say white supremacy. you got to watch out for that white supremacy. Uh, Sorry, Joe, I know that's a favorite narrative of yours, but it ain't true. And uh, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to (laughs) confront this reality. All right. I mean, look, there are good and there's good and bad in everyone. There are good people, bad people all over the place who look like this, that and the other thing. But most of the anti-Asian hate in America is coming from black people. Are you going to talk about that, Joe? Are you just going to blame phantoms again? You blame ghosts. You're never going to solve the problem. Although he's not there to solve problems. He's there for protection and profit. Ooh, Joe Biden's brother (laughs) giving a rare interview for the Washington Post. That was a doozy. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, for all the talk that Joe Biden does about um, engages in about diversity and how much he hates white supremacy and um, looks like the White House is uh, white supremacy central. What's going on there? A lot of the black staffers are upset. They see no room for promotion. They are leaving in droves. They are not well treated. They have had it with a Biden White House. Yes. Big write-up in today's uh, Politico. It's been picked up all over the place. They counted it up. About uh, two dozen or so um, people of color have left the White House, and they're upset. They are. They don't like the way they were treated. They were uh, the way they weren't promoted. Very interesting. Could could Joe Biden have brought them in just for uh, I don't know virtue signaling, a little bit of decoration? Hmm. Hey, you know who else did that? Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. They were furious with Barack Obama. Uh, Women, people of color, you know, who worked at the White House because there were so few of them. You can look it up. Any picture of Joe Biden huddled with his advisors. I'm sorry, uh, Barack Obama huddled with his advisors. It's all white individuals all around him. Now, I don't care, quite frankly. But the woke left, they care big time. But for Barack Obama, you know, um. I, how did he talk? I'm trying to do it. I think I could kind of, when I, I'm a black man and I feel it when I am in New York, when they don't pull over for me in a cab. Now, come on. We knew he was lying then too, right? I mean, come on. He's talking about another ear. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. By the way, <laughs> you can go for a cab ride in New York City. I would say 19 times out of 20, you're going to get a person of color, some color, driving you, not a white person. So was Barack Obama being discriminated against by all these all these people of color? I don't know. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. But anyway, he thought, hey, look, I've, uh, I bring all the diversity you need, and now I'm just going to hire the people I like, and they happen to be white people. 
<laughs> people who I guess didn't look like him. I can't stand that saying, look like me, not look like me. Does every white person in the world look like me? Does every black person in the world look like each other? Of course not. But he's the one who I think made that famous, right? Trayvon Martin. If I had a son, he would have looked like me. He would have looked like Trayvon. Yeah, right. Divisive. That's what they do. Divide and conquer. We are pushing back, though. We are on to you. This ain't going to work. Hey, Joe, uh, let's uh, take a look at this. <laughs> Another doozy. Donald Trump just sent out a letter to the Pulitzer Prize Committee. The Pulitzer Prizes. Donald Trump himself just put this letter up. So uh, it's to Miss Marjorie Miller, and I love it. Nobody, nobody communicates like this. Nobody but Trump. Because what is everybody else? Passive, aggressive, play games, phony, nice. He's not. He's real. You ready for this? Dear Miss Miller, in letters dated October 3rd, 2021 and November 15th, 2021, I requested to the Pulitzer Prize Board that you rescind the 2018 Pulitzer Prize for national reporting that it rewarded to the New York Times and the Washington Post for their purportedly deeply sourced relentlessly reported coverage in the public interest that dramatically furthered the nation's understanding of Russia interference in the 2016 election and its connections to the Trump campaign, the president-elect's transition team, and his eventual administration. There is no dispute that the Pulitzer Board's award to those media outlets was based on false and fabricated information that they published. The continuing publication and recognition of the prizes on the board's website is a distortion of facts and a personal defamation that will result in the filing of litigation if the board cannot be persuaded to do the right thing on its own. In light of additional recent evidence that the articles for which that prize was awarded contained incontrovertibly false information that misled the public, I again call on your organization to maintain its own credibility by rescinding the prize to the New York Times and the Washington Post. Good for him. Russia collusion, the Russia hoax, and it was a hoax. And you know what? You may think, well, why is he harping on this? Because it damn near kneecapped his administration. And it freaked a lot of people out. There are a lot of people, you know, just go about their lives and, you know, but they started to wonder about Trump because every night the fake news and not everybody sees the news like we do. They think, well, it's on television and it's in the New York Times. It must be true. Oh, for the good of the country, we have to stop Trump. Now, Michael Sussman was just found not guilty. More on that tonight. I think, as my dad said, he knew that this was going to be a not guilty verdict. Michael Sussman, a Hillary Clinton lawyer, goes to the FBI with all kinds of phony information that they say implicates Trump, lies about it, says, I'm not doing anything for Hillary Clinton. I'm doing this on my own. What did he do? How did he pull that one off? Could it have had something to do with the judge being an Obama appointee and being married to Lisa Page's lawyer? Could it be that Merrick Garland officiated the judge's wedding? Could it also be that 99 out of 100 people in Washington, D.C. are Democrats and therefore the jury pool was tainted from the outset? Who knows? I call on your board to pay close attention to developments in the ongoing criminal trial of Michael Sussman. Mr. Sussman is being prosecuted for lying to the FBI regarding false information purported to show connections between me and Alpha Bank in Russia. And by the way, he did lie. Now, 
whether it's you know statutorily he can it's a very hard charge to prove but i've seen the lie i've seen it i mean at that moment was he not working for hillary clinton is that how he covered it up i don't like it the Russia hoax was a dirty campaign trick promulgated by crooked Hillary Clinton and her associates. I never, Donald Trump writes, had any relationship with Alpha Bank. Any claim otherwise is a total scam. Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook testified that Hillary Clinton personally approved the decision to promote the false narrative of secret communications between me and my campaign on the one hand and Alpha Bank on the other. Mr. Sussman, a lawyer working for Mrs. Clinton, asked former FBI General Counsel James Baker for a meeting about the false link between me and my campaign and Alpha Bank under the false pretense that he wanted to help the Bureau and not because he was working on behalf of the Clinton campaign. Mr. Sussman billed the Clinton campaign for the time he spent meeting with Mr. Baker. An FBI special agent and DNS data expert explained that the Alpha Bank data did not support the white papers that Sussman provided the FBI. Former Clinton campaign general counsel Mark Elias confirmed that he hired Fusion GPS to conduct opposition research on me and my campaign, which resulted in the fake Steele dossier. I love it. I love it. It's right there in black and white. Now, the fake news will pretend this didn't happen, and they'll probably go to town on what they'll call the exoneration of of Michael Sussman. Now, they'll have to spend a lot of time introducing everybody to who the hell Michael Sussman is because they haven't covered it, and they won't cover it until today, a not guilty verdict. There was never any truth to the Clinton campaign's shameful smears, as the New York Times and the Washington Post would have quickly discovered had they done even a modicum of journalistic investigation. We gain more and more clarity with each passing day about the propaganda and falsehoods that were pushed by the Clintons and their willing accomplices in the media and about the collusion that never existed between me, my campaign, my administration, and the Russian government. Even the New York Times and the Washington Post have effectively admitted this fact. Surely there must be a point where it is simply embarrassing to your organization to stand by a prestigious Pulitzer Prize awarded to two alleged news organizations that have been conclusively and definitively complicit in promulgating lies about me. The Pulitzer Prizes should not be known as a... Wait. Ah, the Pulitzer Prizes should not be known as a fake organization awarding its one sterling award for patently false stories. Uh, the What do they say? Trump points this out in response to his earlier letters. The Pulitzer board has a standing process. This is according to the Pulitzer board for reviewing questions about past awards under the guidelines of which complaints are considered by an appointed committee. Now that nearly eight months have passed since my initial letter, you have an obligation to share with me the status of that supposedly appointed committee's review following its alleged standing process. The American people also deserve to know who was appointed to serve on that committee and how stories which were based on clearly fake information but still received the prize are treated. Good stuff, Mr. President. Good stuff. He doesn't screw around and too many people do. Oh, and here's a quick word from Donald Trump Jr. Remember how I started this show talking about a lack of accountability? Well, he's uh, he's talking about the same thing. I didn't know this until uh, just a moment ago. Take a look at this. Uh, listen to this. Cut nine, please. Cut nine. This is the first time I'm commenting really on the Uvalde shooting, and I just saw something in the New York Post that I'm freaking outraged. His mom was quoted, the shooter. I just killed 19 innocent kids. He had his reasons for doing what he was doing. Please don't judge him. He had his reasons for killing 19 fourth graders. Yeah, maybe you're the reason. But, you know, we're not supposed to judge this piece of crap. Screw you. 
This is so much of the problem in our society. There's always an excuse. See something, say something. But we all know that if you actually see something and say something, you're labeled, you're bigoted. I can't believe you do that. Maybe you misgendered the person. They'll go after you for hate crimes. You'll get sued for stating the obvious. It's the gun. It's not the sociopath wielding it, folks. If it wasn't for the gun, this kid would be a well-adjusted, reasonable individual. He'd be a wonderful human being. He wouldn't have done the exact same thing with a bat or a bomb. He's a great kid. Don't judge him. All right. Don Jr. I like it. I like it a lot. I like him, by the way. I like him a lot. Met him several times, and uh, good guy. So is Eric, the other brother, little brother. Wait, there's another brother, too. Who's that? Baron! Baron Trump, who I understand is almost seven feet tall and speaks 16 languages. Apparently, the kid's a, a total and complete genius. All right, so we heard the mother. Uh, he referred to the mother there, making excuses for the kid. Here's somebody I like, and we should all get to uh, become familiar with him. His name is Mark Robinson. He's the lieutenant governor of North Carolina. And uh, man, oh, man, this guy is passionate and a great orator. Uh, he was a guy working out in town, and he was furious with what he was hearing about from his government trying to take guns away. It's only a couple of years ago, and he went down to City Hall, and he made a speech, and people are like, you're fantastic. You should run for something. Well, he did, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, and he is now. And he went to the NRA convention, which I guess was this past weekend, cut 15. Get your pencils out, lick them, and get ready to write this down. It is not going to happen. We are not going to go off into that good night without standing up for our rights. It's time for the law-abiding American patriot in this nation to stand up and say, hell no, we will not go, and you will not take them, and we will continue to stand strong for what we know is right. We will protect ourselves. We will protect our children. He's talking about keeping guns. Not going to give them back. And there's a lot of pressure to get those guns right now. But uh, no, I don't agree with that. I think you should. we should be keeping our guns. Now more than ever, actually. Now more than ever. The NRA, they've been totally maligned in all of this. People who do these kinds of shootings are not NRA members. NRA is all about safety. <laughs> safety. Um, which reminds me, by the way, and I, I alluded to this yesterday. I just find it so strange. And I'm not a conspiracy. Well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Democrats are conspiracy theorists. The Russia hoax, that was a conspiracy theory. It was proven to be not true, but they still stay with it. No, I'm not saying that this look, the, who shot these kids was this crazy Salvatore Ramos. But I want to know more about his reasons and what was he doing online? I find it very, very strange that the shooting takes place in Texas, in Uvalde, 10 days before the—actually, less than that. It's four days before the NRA has their national convention in Houston, Texas, same state. So you go back to 1999 and Columbine, and the NRA had plans to have the their NRA convention 10 days after the Columbine shooting in the same state, Colorado. Now, what I'm wondering about is these maniacs, these maniac shooters, you know, and they get online and they 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 worship people like Anders Breivik. You know who that is? The guy who went on the rampage in Norway. He's like the most successful mass shooter of all time, and they worship this guy. Was there some sort of political agenda here? Did they want to somehow disrupt 
the NRA convention. I wonder, and I think you can wonder about these things and not be canceled and shouted down. You should see it. You should see. And the more they shout, the more it makes me wonder. Like, maybe we're onto something. What do you think, uh, Larry? Larry's in Brooklyn. Hi, Larry. Hi. Hi, Greg. You know, um, nobody made it, nobody said anything about this kid, uh, his immigration status, because he grew up here. But what about his mother? You see, the, all the hateful invective that came out of his mother's mouth is not typical of an American citizen. Okay, we should be looking to her immigration. Now, wait a second. Status. What was the uh, what was a hateful invective? I heard only what Donald Trump Jr. summarized. That don't judge my son, which, I, by the way, is I think it's a kind of an inappropriate thing to say. Is that what you're talking about as far as hateful invective? Exactly. That, that was that was almost to the point of a justification. Think of the timing. Don't judge my son. There was nothing. She didn't give any excuses. She all she did was say, "Listen, don't don't bother. I don't want to be bothered with this. Don't judge him." She didn't give any excuses. He was ill. I don't know. I, I know. I I like to hear it right from her. I I would. By the way, the uh, the father said something. He said, uh, you know, I wish he had shot me instead. His father was kind of, I thought, you know, a bit more normal in his reaction. Uh, my understanding is he's a citizen. I also understand that they have been downplaying, actually, the story of Salvatore Ramos. Why? Well, he's not a white supremacist. <laughs> And that's what they want to harp on, right? That's what they want to do in an effort to drive this country apart. It ain't going to happen. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, That's me. This is me. Who likes the jerky boys, those prank phone call guys? Oh, they're amazing, aren't they? They are just the best guys in the world uh, in an hour. Oh, Leah Thomas was on TV. You know, the the swimmer from University of Pennsylvania used to be a man, still is a man, but masquerades as a woman. Uh, she's running around beating all the other women in swimming. She was on Good Morning America, and they made her out to be a hero today. And, and uh, she says that, well, they asked her, hey, you were just doing pretty average work as a male swimmer when you were a sophomore and then you undergo this transition and then you're beating everybody as a so-called woman. How do you account for that? It's a physical advantage, right? He said, no, I was happier. I'm happier now that I'm this way. Right. Hey, the NCAA, by the way, some doctor comes on afterwards and says, well, um, the guy definitely had an advantage because he'd only been on hormones, estrogen or whatever, anti- male masculine hormones for a year so they didn't have he had an advantage the hormones didn't have enough time to kick in to kill whatever advantage you might have isn't that crazy what is the ncaa national collegiate athletic association right what the hell are they doing prescribing hormones to make men into women what the hell with NCAA? They should be in charge of, you know, the hurdles for the for the for the hurdles, the baton. They they're in charge of buying the baton for track and field. Uh, what else can they do? The the buy the powder for the baseball diamond. I mean, and buying whistles for the refs. That's what I want from my NCAA. Do you really want them setting guidelines for hormones for nineteen year olds in college? Hormones. You got to take this much to compete. 
They're not saying don't take these hormones. They're saying take these hormones. That's weird. Incredibly weird. Just like you, James Biden. James Biden gave a lengthy, lengthy, well, not that lengthy. He gave an interview to the Washington Post where he says, I'm not a fixer. I'm just, you know, I'm here for my family. And I find that very, very insulting, very offensive that anybody would call me a fixer. Well, if any family in the world needs a fixer, it's the Biden family with all the mischief, (laughs) you know, throwing guns into dumpsters, uh, getting caught with hookers. I mean, just spending millions and millions and millions of dollars on crack. I actually asked, I was wondering, like, where did all this money go? Because they made a lot of money. Well, Hunter did burn through a lot of it on prostitutes, strippers, and uh, which is a difference, by the way. And I'm saying it prostitutes, yes. Strippers, yes. Different category. But yes, he spent money in strip clubs. He spent money on prostitutes. And he spent a lot of money on drugs. And then, you know, it's funny. I feel guilty if I buy a belt without talking to my wife. Or I do. I feel guilty about buying stuff sometimes to you. And this guy's just blowing through it like crazy. So James Biden is uh, the brother. This is the one Bob Alinsky said boasted about plausible deniability. No, 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 no. Hey, this is Michael Sussman. We have him. This is the Clinton lawyer who definitely lied. Here he is. He just beat the rap. What does he have to say for himself? Go ahead. I have a few thoughts to share now that the trial has ended. First, I told the truth to the FBI, and the jury clearly recognized that with their unanimous verdict today. I'm grateful to the members of the jury for their careful and thoughtful service. Despite being falsely accused, I'm relieved that justice ultimately prevailed in my case. Hmm. Hmm. Wrong! You, sir, are a liar. You beat the rap. I mean, mobsters beat the rap. John Gotti was able to beat the rap. Sussman beat the rap. Well, John Gotti wasn't, didn't beat the rap in the end. But uh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Bernie had something to say about this. Bernie, not Bernie, not Bernie and Sid Bernie. What Bernie is this? Uh, Bernie on Staten Island. Okay, what's up? No matter how much evidence your colleague Rudy Giuliani has, I get that the election last year was a fake election. No matter how many times he goes to the judges, the judges won't listen to him. No matter how many times Sussman has evidence against him to the jury, the jury acquits him. By now, uh, Greg, you should know that the Democrats have all the cards in their hands. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how much. All right, calm down. I can't tell whose side you're on. Are you, Bernie, are you bragging or are you complaining? I can't tell. I'm saying. I'm saying that the only way you'll get, get rid of the Democrats is by violence. All right, stop, Bernie. Thank you very much. No, I don't. I don't agree with you. Um, <laughs> by violence. No, we got to be clever. We got to be good. We got to be proactive. We got to be smart. We got to be brave. We can't worry about what people think about us online. We can't be worried about big tech. Uh, but no, no, we can prevail without violence. All right. All right. Democrats resorted to violence. They sure did. BLM summer and all that crap. But not me. 
I say violence for our true enemies, those overseas who want to harm us. I'll be back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yes, it's me. I happen to pick up a, I picked up all the print editions of all the newspapers. I used to do that every day. Now I just kind of look at it on my phone, on my iPad, but I was in the airport, so I bought all the papers for like $17. It's kind of expensive. And then they're big and ungainly, and it's hard to, you're just, I don't know, it's a lot of paper. And they get all over the place. But I tell you what, you do find yourself looking at little areas and reading stories that you might not read ordinarily. I generally avoid the uh, the op-ed, the opinion editorials. What do I care what these people think, you know? I got my own views. I don't need them telling me. But I find if I have the print, I'll I'll, I'll look at it. And I opened it up, and there was an article by Joe Biden. Who's Joe Biden? Helpfully, it said Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States at the end. It was in the Wall Street Journal. Joe Biden, my plan for fighting inflation, written by somebody, definitely not Joe Biden, but he gets credit for it. It was in the Wall Street Journal, above the fold on the op-ed page. I had, a, I know what it's like to have an editorial on above the fold. I wrote one a year and a half. I sweated for a week trying to make it perfect and sweet, and uh, I got it in. It was pretty cool. It was all about Pete Buttigieg. It was very original. Uh, nobody else was saying it. I wrote it with my friend Katie Horgan, and it really, it really sang. We just said that Pete Buttigieg was bragging too much about his uh, minuscule military career, which really wasn't a military career. He talked more about his military service than John McCain talked about his when he was running for president. It was kind of pathetic. Anyway, it was a great piece. And now Joe Biden is in my little space in the paper. Joe Biden, my plan for fighting inflation. That's well, fake news right there. I, I caught him in two or three lies uh, in this little story. He's, uh, he gets busy. Very second paragraph. Uh, Americans are anxious. I know that feeling. Okay, right again. I grew up in a family where it mattered when the price of gas or groceries rose. We felt it around the kitchen table. <laughs> uh, Joe has been caught. All right. This one. I mean, gas prices literally never moved when he was a child. We looked it up. We established it. It's not. He's a faker. You know what Joe was uh, talking about around the kitchen table? What kind of car he was going to get next week? His dad kept him supplied with a string of new cars. He ran the, uh, the, the dealership. Joe Biden also lived in Garden City, Long Island. You know where that is? It's probably the nicest town on Long Island. Well, Joe Biden lived there for a while. You can look it up, and it's in his autobiography. He lived in Garden City. As his dad owned a nearby airport. What was that, Mitchell Field? I don't know, but he owned an airport nearby. Joe was not, Joe was not poor. Joe was not lower middle class. He was upper middle class in a big way. Anyway, uh, he lies about that. He talks about that. He talks about... Uh, Oh, it's all Trump's fault. Trump did this. Trump did that. All right. We finally, halfway through, we get to his plan. 
Oh, here's one more lie before we get to his plan. I ran for president because I was tired of the so-called trickle-down economy. I didn't hear that in any of the commercials, did you? I heard that he ran because of Charlottesville. He said that. He said that in the commercial. Charlottesville is a is a moment that will stand out forever in American history. And in that moment, I knew that I had to... That's what he said a million times. But no. I ran for president because I was tired of the so-called trickle-down economy. All right, so what's your plan, Chief? Ready? His first plan, his first item on the agenda is to do nothing. First, the Federal Reserve has a primary responsibility to control inflation. My predecessor demeaned the Fed. Yeah, he made fun of him a little bit on Twitter. He had to be straightened out a little bit, Jerome Powell. The past presidents have sought to influence its decisions inappropriately during periods of elevated inflation. I won't do this. Oh, wow, Joe, that's so good of you. Wow. I have appointed highly qualified people from both parties to lead that institution. Have you? The Fed chair is Jerome Powell, and he's he was a Trump appointee. I agree with their assessment that fighting inflation is our top economic challenge right now. Yeah, Jerome Powell is the chair of the Fed, and he was made so by Trump. He was reappointed by Obama. Hmm. All right, let's see. So he's not going to do anything. That's his first on his to-do list, number one, don't do anything. Number two, we need to take every practical step to make things more affordable for families during this moment of economic uncertainty. Okay, and? And to boost productive capacity of our economic economy over time. Okay, and the price at the pump is elevated because of rut. And we can't let up, Mr. Putin. And that is why I led the, okay, he's still talking in the past tense. Congress could help right away by passing clean energy tax credits and investments. that I Clean energy? Would you shut up about this stuff? We got enough dinosaurs down there. We have a thousand years left of fossil fuel, at least. A dozen CEOs of America's largest utility companies told me earlier this year that my plan would reduce the average family's utility bill by five hundred dollars. No, that's not what we need. How else is it going to? Uh, it's nothing. It's a bunch of pablum. It's nothing. Let's see here. Nothing. My plan would reduce the deficit even more. It's not about deficits. I welcome debate on my plan. Well, you got it, Pops. Because your plan stinks, and it's not even a plan. It's what you're not going to do, and observations about the past. Somebody should have called this something else. My observations about how we got here, and my observations and predictions about what could happen next. Joe Biden, my plan for tackling inflation. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, all right, one more time. Top Gun movie. Did you see it? I highly recommend it. Um, but, but, but Hollywood has a certain, look, I, I like movies, but I don't like Hollywood. And I know that's a bit of a contradiction, but Hollywood is about as liberal. You know, it's very, very liberal. I'll say this about Tom Cruise. He's been somewhat apolitical, although he's totally on board with those Scientologists. I don't know what the hell that's about, but you know, in every movie, every blockbuster movie, guns feature almost, you know, they should. it's a starring role for the gun. I got about 75,000 pictures of Matt Damon with guns that we're going to show you tonight. Arnold Schwarzenegger, another newly liberal um, uh, Hollywoodite. 
Remember when he was kind of, don't be economic girly man. But he doesn't say that anymore. Now he's a girly man himself, actually. Hanging out with uh, Vinman and other, other Trump haters. How many guns has this guy fired? How about Alec Baldwin, another liberal? I mean, he's literally killed people with guns. And he's lecturing us. That Hollywood is lecturing us about gun ownership. Gun ownership, which they promote all the time. All the time. Hey, if you're on the subway, and I recommend don't taking the subway because it's too dangerous down there. Thanks a lot, Eric Adams. Thanks a lot. But if you go down there, but don't go down there. Okay, number one. If you can afford it, don't. Take Uber, take the bus, take a cab, walk. I hate to say it, even take a bike. I hate bikes. I really hate bikes. I mean, I love a bike on an island. You know, at, uh, if you go to Bermuda, ride a little bicycle or something like that. But not in the city. Not in the city. I would get into a, a jet plane and land on an aircraft carrier at night. Literally, I haven't done that in about 20 years. I would do that before riding a bike across Midtown during the day. Absolutely no no doubt about it. Anyway, if you got to take the train, again, you didn't know what I said. But they have these new advertisements for needle uh, drug users. Don't be ashamed that you're a drug addict. Be empowered and use fresh and clean needles. Don't be ashamed. Be empowered. Don't be ashamed. Be empowered. What? If you're a heroin-using junkie, be empowered. Because NYC.gov can get you a clean needle. Don't be ashamed. Again, I told you, I'm ashamed if I buy a belt that's not on sale. (laughs) Just... Don't be ashamed if you are an intravenous drug user. Um, I mean, all right, shame can be really harmful or whatever, but empowered? Empowered because you're an intravenous drug. That's, uh, that's what we are. We're our, 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 is that what makes us special? I mean, I guess it's a logical offshoot. LGBTQIA. Hey, what does all that stuff stand for, by the way? What is the IA? You know, that's a new stuff. That's new stuff in the LGBTQ. I used to think I was very, you know, sophisticated and cool by throwing in the Q. Now it's LGBTQIA. I, I believe, is indigenous. A, is it androgynous? What could it be? Oh, something else. LGBTQIA. Did I read the poem from Amanda Gorman yesterday? Did I do that? So Amanda Gorman, do me a favor, find the thing when she spoke at the inauguration on January 20th of 2021. Amanda Gorman seems like a perfectly nice person, but she's not talented, at least not yet. She's like 17 years old. She's in college. And for whatever reason, because she looks good in a yellow suit, they said, you're going to be the poet laureate. You're going to be America's voice. And she still, she's getting all these... Big, big, big writing assignments. And she spoke. Oh, I think I did read this yesterday. It's so bad. It's right out of middle school. A middle schooler could write a better poem than Amanda Gorman. Now, why does Amanda Gorman get so much attention? Let's see. Let's see. Hmm? Take a guess. Amanda Gorman happens to be a POC, person of color. And, uh, you know, it used to take hard work to get, you know, Robert Frost think he was a pretty good poet, right? When did he get to speak at the inauguration? When he was like 96 years old, 
He was about to drop dead. He looked like a mummy, and they had him speak at Kennedy's inauguration. And now it's Amanda Gorman. Why? Because she's wearing a yellow suit, a goofy red hat, and she's black. Is her poetry any good? No. I mean, it really isn't. It's just bad, weak stuff. But that's our solution for everything. No hard work anymore. Don't sweat it. Just be it. Be your true self. But if you're white, if you're cisgender, if you're heterosexual, if you're Christian, we don't really want to hear about any of that stuff. But if you're this, that, and the other thing, ooh, we have we got opportunity for you. Hey, Ken is in Wildwood, New Jersey. What do you want to say about Dirty Harry? He happens to be a hero of mine. What's up? Mine too, Greg. This is word association, Ken. Remember the word word association bullcrap. Anyway, um, Dirty the, the cop, uh, the killing of the kids. Not every cop is a Dirty Harry. Some cops are Barney Fife's. I I lived in the town. I, I don't care. I'll name it English Town. The cops they just pull you over for anything. It's all about making money, tickets. Some cops get into business just for the writing ticket thing. But when it push comes to shove, you might you and you gotta you put your ass on the line. All right, hold on you know? a second. I mean, I understand a cop here or there is going to be not that great, but there were twenty cops standing in the hall, right outside, and they did not one of them, not one of them said, "Hey, let's we got to do something here." I understand you're not going to have a department full of dirty Harrys, but. You know, you got to have one or two, three. I mean, human beings would do something. I I am still shocked. I still can't figure this one out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Ken. I hear you, though. Thanks a lot. Oh, I got to go. Oh, the, the wife is here with lunch. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I spoke too soon about lunch. Not uh, nowhere in sight. That's okay. It's still coming. Hey, I was on the airplane today. JetBlue, great service. Uh, I loved it, actually. Loved it. Very uh, smooth flight. Efficient. There was one little thing that I wasn't that crazy about. Uh, Some guy who looked like he was 47 years old is a passenger. They decided to sing happy birthday to him. I was like, I don't feel like doing this. It's too early in the morning. What? Who is this guy? I don't care. And they sang happy birthday to him. And basically the whole, not the entire plane, but most of the plane did it. And it just seems so, I mean, it's it's painful enough when it happens at a restaurant. Actually, it's a little bit fun at a restaurant. It's appropriate, too, at a restaurant. Somebody's organized it. And then the captain of the plane gets on the phone and gets on the horn and says, uh, happy birthday to the passenger in seven. Who cares? And by the way, he's 47 years old, something like that. He, yeah, that's just not a thing. You don't celebrate that. I can't stand it when people throw themselves birthday parties. Uh, after the age of nine, I think, you know, really, once you get to double digits, no, enough with a birthday. And if you want to do something special for your birthday, do something for your mom. Think about it. We got it all backwards. We, we want to be honored on our birthday. What the hell did we do that day? Nothing. Nothing. We got born. Thank our mothers who, by the way, let's face it, they had options, if you know what I mean. So let's thank our mothers on that day. My brother is actually very, very good about this. He always gives my mom flowers. I try, 
I talk a good game. I don't always do it, but I, I, I try to. I don't really want anything for my birthday. I definitely don't want a bunch of strangers on JetBlue singing it. But anyway, great airline, great people, very efficient. And I know it's very fashionable. It's very, it's it's like, okay, like you're supposed to be mad at all, everything all the time. And, oh, the plane's two minutes late. Well, actually, it was two minutes early. Uh, but I I was just sitting there on the plane, and I'm writing my, I'm just writing some things down, and I'm having a beautiful cup of coffee, and I'm at 30,000 feet, and I look out, and there's America below, and I'm like, this is fantastic. This is great. And everybody seems so miserable on that plane. Let's cheer up. Can you imagine? A hundred years ago, who could do that? What was a hundred years ago? 1922. I don't think we had airlines in 1922. We had a couple of planes flying the mail around. That's it. When did we have like mass commercial aviation? Very few, only the very rich could afford it before World War II. And then in the 1950s, it was 50s and 60s. And into the 70s, it was basically for the well-to-do and the wealthy going on a plane. And then it got so cheap, anybody can get on a plane. And guess what? A lot of us brought our bad attitudes with us and our dumpy clothes as well. Everybody wearing pajamas and it's not special anymore. You know what? You got to make your own fun in life. You got to do your own thing. That's one of the reasons why I tweet so much. I love it. I just love to, you know, enhance a moment. And if I got to BS a little bit, so what? I'm going to BS a little bit. Ronald Reagan did it all the time. If the facts didn't exactly fit a story, I'm only do I only do it on Twitter. Sometimes, sometimes I kind of screw around with, the, but it's made for that. All right, you can have fun. Everybody's so serious. I can't stand it. And I understand these are serious times. These are troubling times, but it doesn't mean we got to be unhappy. Uh, I hope you guys agree. All right, I don't like this Sussman thing. How is it going down? Sussman was the lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Hussman got data from an internet company, an internet executive that allegedly implicated Donald Trump and the Trump campaign, that the Trump campaign's computers and Trump Tower computers and even White House computers were talking to um, Russian computers. Now, it was so, so overblown. It was so, I mean, they lied. They lied. Any computer at any given time is talking to computers all over the world. There was nothing unusual about the computers, uh, the Trump campaign, nothing. But they presented it as, oh, yeah, this is Trump colluding. It was a hoax. It was a farce. And now this Michael Sussman is innocent. Not guilty is different from innocent. I want to say again, the judge, Christopher Cooper, what kind of system is this? Appointed by Obama. Fine. But his wife is a lawyer for Lisa Page. Remember Lisa Page and Mike and, and, and Peter Strzok, right? The lovebirds who wanted to chop, stop Trump at any, at any cost, do whatever they had to do. They couldn't even stand the smell, they said, of Trump supporters. Uh, how could that? That's a case for recusal, isn't it? You got to recuse yourself. No, in the swamp. And by the way, the swamp, I was hearing all weekend long there wasn't going to be a conviction. My dad was saying it. Andrew McCarthy was saying it. Pretty prominent uh, uh, lawyer, former prosecutor, shows up on Fox a lot. So I don't care what this Sussman did. He's he's guilty. Uh, he's guilty. He is guilty. I've seen the evidence. This guy's guilty. He's lucky. He got uh, the system. The swamp defended the swamp. And here's something else, by the way. You got to watch it. These viral videos. 
You know, they're now they're spinning for them. Spinning. There's a viral video of uh, an Asian man being beat up at the Fulton Street subway station. And it's pretty bad. A couple of guys are slapping him around and they're laughing. It looks bad. It looks, quite frankly, like a hate crime. You get the sense that he's being targeted because he's Asian. Now, the fake news is trying to tell me, oh, no, uh, they were just uh, trying to uh, apprehend a uh, sex offender. He had just assaulted a, a woman on the train. I've studied the tape. I've looked at the individuals involved, and I don't believe that. And by the way, neither does the police department. Nobody phoned in anything about a sex assault. And by the way, if this was a situation where they grabbed a guy who was doing something nasty on the train, well, you don't hold him underground. You would go right upside. This guy is very skinny, by the way. Look, it looked like an anti-Asian attack, quite frankly, waged by um, people of color themselves. Black people. Yes. It happens. Happens a lot, actually. Happens a hell of a lot more than any white supremacy. I hate white supremacy. Go find it, cancel it, do whatever you got to do. But you'll be looking for a long time because there ain't much. It's basically a phantom. But the crime we're seeing is real. Joe Biden refuses to accept that. So did Democrats. And they're doing it for their own horrible political reasons. So dishonest and so destructive. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I see half of the media are going with the uh, these guys were avenging the honor of a, of a woman who was attacked on the train. And then the others are saying a bit more. I think they're sticking to the facts here. You can fool the fake news pretty easily. Isn't that right, Leah? Leah's in Northern Jersey. Hi. Yes. Never mind. Give me Maria. She's in Short Hills, New Jersey. Hi. Hi, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, You know, Sussman trial, there was zero coverage by the fake news because it didn't fit their narrative. But now that he got off, it'll be wall-to-wall coverage, which goes back to my uh, my, uh, uh, comment today to you. Uh, this past weekend, that evil woman, Nancy Pelosi's husband, got arrested for DUI. There was zero coverage on the fake news. And I'm thinking to myself, dear God, how about if that was Don Jr. or Eric? There'd be wall-to-wall coverage. I, uh, yeah, look, the news is fake. They're hideously biased, Okay. I mean, you know about Pelosi getting arrested. I know about Pelosi getting arrested. I was barely covering, I was barely looking at the news this weekend because, you know, nothing was really going on and I wanted to take some time off and I was swimming and running around and, you know, eating a lot. But I found out about it. You found out about it. I can't say it was not covered. And I'm all about giving the fake news a hard time, but it was covered. I mean, we found out about it. I didn't find out about it on some, you know, whatever obscure website i was at a dinner with plenty of people we were talking about it i mean word got out i mean how big a story should that be the guy was released on five thousand dollars bail, which is customary you don't spend you don't spend two weeks in jail you know when you're arrested for dui i mean right so 
if it happened to Don Jr. or Eric, yeah, it probably would have been a bigger story, but I don't know. Be interesting to compare this. Remember the Bush girls got arrested for DUI or maybe it was just possession of alcohol when they were in college. I don't know. Look, Maria, I agree with you about Nancy Pelosi. I agree with you about the fake news. But in this case, I mean, I mean, how much more? What what else are we going to say about Paul Pelosi other than hire a driver? I don't know if I I don't know if I agree with you on this one. I think it was sufficiently covered. Am I uh, am I are you losing all faith in me? I hope not. No, never, Greg. You're the best. And I'm glad that you like Top Top Gun. My husband and I went to see it Friday and I, I loved it. Hey, can I ask you something about Tom and the girl? I think they get together at the end. Yeah, well, obviously. But th- but did you notice that he didn't propose to her? He goes to the bar. And he's wearing the the dress whites, yeah. And and he whispers so in her ear, and we can't hear what the hell they're talking about. And then they hug, and I did notice that she was not wearing a ring. He did not get down on a knee. It didn't make sense to me. Hey, is the vacuum cleaner on in the background? What's going on? Oh, my landscaper is here. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. So, uh, <laughs> did did you notice that part? Yeah, like what did he whisper in her ear? Maybe he whispered that he was going to go on that mission. Remember, he wasn't going to be going on. Ah, we don't want to give away too much for the people who haven't seen the movie yet. But something didn't add up there. And you know what? I stayed for the credits of the movie because I liked it. I like hearing the songs. I liked the wanted to see who the military advisors were. You know how many people made that movie? 10,000 people. There were 10,000 names. And sometimes when you work on something as, uh, that big and, and 10,000 people, you'll be amazed at what slips through the cracks. And that somebody didn't walk in and say, uh, we have a problem here. Tom walks into the bar in his fancy uniform. We don't establish why he's doing that. And he leaves after whispering. The audience doesn't know anything, and we never resolve that for anybody. Don't you think somebody should have said that? At the, you know, They're spending $100 million on this movie. Sometimes too many cooks in the kitchen can spoil the stew. I agree with you. Maybe it'll be another sequel. Thank you. All right. Have Maria, you're the best. Thank you. Uh, you uh, yeah, it was a great movie. And it's more really that people saw it. I just like doing something with other people on a holiday weekend. It was kind of a nice thing. When, when the hell have we done that as a country? We're all doing our own thing. Everybody's going in a million different directions. We don't feel united over anything. And I love... Do I love the old days? I don't know what I want to... You don't want to be one of those guys either. All right, let me get off this for a second. Hey, Chris has got something about Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Smollett. Yeah, I saw. I'm, I'm kind of done with him. I feel like I know every every aspect of this story. What's the latest? Greg, yes, Greg, I'm here. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, what's up with Jesse yeah. Smollett? Well, I want you to tell me because I uh, ask you questions. I expect you well, to know I don't, a lot of things. Yeah, so. well, I, I uh, here's here's one area of, of where I'm lacking in knowledge. Jesse Smollett, other than. What he did was a total crime. He lied about it. Uh, he got caught uh, and uh, got away with it for a long time, then got punished, and then continues to get away with it because they let him out of jail. So what do you want to know? I want to know when when is his appeal being heard and uh, will justice ever be done? We were so happy when uh, when the judge uh, passed sentence and remanded him to jail. Were you really so happy? Were you really so happy when that happened? I mean— I can. We, we did you celebrate that night? I mean, were you so happy? I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I I I, I was rooting for a conviction and all that stuff, but I don't think I was happy. I, I mean, I, I it doesn't really. You know, I I can watch it like I watch something on TV. It was a bad message, of course, but it wouldn't make me happy or sad. 
You can't let that stuff be. All right, sorry to hop on that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let me just take a quick look because he was in the news today. Jesse Juicy Smollett. What a, what, a, what a farce that was, huh? And he almost, almost got away with it. I think, Jesse, hey, wait a second. Who was president? He would have gotten away with it if Biden were president. He would have gotten away with it. What's wrong? Uh-oh, 9-11's happening. What's this all about? Oh, they handed me the Jesse Smollett story. Okay, I just Googled it. They walk in with three papers. Like He has launched a directorial debut with BET, B-Boy Blues. The LGBTQ-centered show will debut on a streaming network. Yeah, there's a bunch of people who will hire him, who see him as a victim. And let's face it, they work at BET, Black Entertainment Television. Hey, whatever happened to Tavis Smiley? Remember Tavis? Tavis Smiley. Where did that guy go? Tavis. He was at BET, right? I think he got Me Too'd for some reason. And some of those were bogus, but some of those were were legit. Tavis. All right, Chris, there you go. He's doing a new uh, LGBTQ show for BET. Uh, let me go to Joe in Brooklyn. Yes, Joe. Joe. Oh, Joe. Oh, well, I have to do a mandatory one more call, and that leaves you, Judith. I've been avoiding you for some time. We're not going to talk about why, but what's up? I don't blame you either. Are you serious? Oh. Is that how you treat me? Well, Judith, do me a favor. I answered your call. What can I do for you? Um, no, go ahead, please. Hmm. You know what? Brett? Oh, come on, like Judith. You listen, much. you like listen, me very listen, much. Listen, listen, yes. Yes. yes uh, you, I listen, I don't work for you. You um, sometimes act like you're an employee around here. You're not. I, I, we appreciate your listenership. You call into all the shows. That's the thing. Quite frankly, you call into all the shows all the time. So you say you like me, you know. That's a lie. That's a lie. It's a lie. Okay. It's a lie. It's a lie. You don't like me. You don't like me. I know. What you just said is a lie. I don't call. It's a lie? Well, what shows shows do you call? I I call um, not on your station over there. Yeah, you call every station. Everybody in town knows you, Judith. No, 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 no,
nothing wrong with you. Do you know that? There, wait, there's, wait a second. Crazy. There's nothing wrong with me. Okay. You call yeah. into every radio show in town all the not. time. Dick Morris, I you're the favorite. Not. He wants to make you a I co-anchor. Judith, Judith. I do not. Judith, you're a liar, Greg. Would you you're stop with that lie? That's a very, you, you know are, what? You're a liar. You, you know, you, you, know you, you can't. I what? I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue for punitive damages that you're that you're giving me right now. You know what? I'm going to sue you for. Abusing I'm going to sue, sue me. Sue I'm me. Sue you for abusing me, and I'm going to prove you can't. You can't. You can't, you can't do that. Oh, yes, you I can't can. do that. You I can't call into a radio show and I've say had. you're. Uh, uh, no, you're no. 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 You'd be thrown out. It's a frivolous lawsuit. It's a frivolous lawsuit. Totally frivolous. Hold on. All right. Is she still there? All right, Judith, I got to go. What's the final word? Okay. The final word is this. You heard about the American uh, Mafia Museum that Frank Moran talks about? Yes. So I wanted to tell you, they have to add a few families in there, like the Bidens, the Pelosi's, the Clintons, the McConnell's. BLM, I think Soros. it's uh, I think it's a uh, I think it's a an Italian thing. They focus on the Italian aspect of the mafia. Now it's American, so all the Americans. I think it's an Italian thing. That Frank Morano, he's Italian. They talk about no, the Italian thing. Or, I well, think you know it's what? more of an Italian thing. I don't think they do the Irish. I don't think they do any of the other stuff. I think it's more Italian. Well, I'm broadening it. I'm do- I'm looking Irish. I'm talking anyone. All these people, a bunch of. You see what just happened now with the Sussman, whatever his name is, this whole thing, this whole Washington, they're organized crime, all of them. Mm. And by the way, Greg, I enjoy your show. I enjoy you. I think you're terrific. I've even called you basically brilliant, not to you, but to what's his name, Dominic. And I think you're disgusting to me personally. But well, okay? that's all right. Well, you're that's why I only take, I mean, I, 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 I'm disgusting. Oh, you know what? Hey, you know what? But, yeah, you I look forward you to your call. Do me a favor. I invite you to call back. You know on September first of this I'll year. Go blow. Go you know blow. What? Greg, what? Yeah, you go blow. You go blow. No, you got to do better than that. You've been I listening to talk enough. radio your whole life, and you no, go you know blow. What? You know 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 what? Judith, we love you. Well, then hang up, please. I'm about to hang up on you. you Let's do it together. No. Ready? You know Three, what? two, one, click. Uh, phew. Uh, was I mean? I was a little bit mean. Judith, we love you, but, you know, I got to, uh-oh, Patricia has something to say about you. I don't like it when I fall down this rabbit hole of callers, but I will take one more. Patricia in Merrick. Hi. That girl or woman is insane. She calls every radio station. You see? And wait, wait, wait. It's either Judy or Judith. Now, listen, it's one thing if I give her a hard time, but I don't want you giving her a hard time, too, all right? I mean, it's okay. There's no law against calling the radio station. It's fine. You tolerate her. Get rid of her. Well, <laughs> now I feel all kind of defensive about her. I don't want you. I mean, come on. Anyway, she's she's okay. Well, now everyone's calling in about her. All right, listen. I got to take a quick break. I got to get some lunch. Let's get our priorities straight. Thank you, Patricia. And thank you, Judith, wherever you are. Just teasing. We love you. Keep calling all your favorite regular programming. We'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. 
visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wow. Everybody's calling in about Judith. Everybody has an opinion on Judith. Hey, Judith, uh, you may want to quit while you're ahead. Here she is. Now she's calling my boss, trying to get me in trouble. How about that? Uh, let's see here. Everyone says, uh, everyone is saying the whole thing about, uh, yeah, Judith, you, uh, you're auditioning for a show. Uh, there is something wrong. Uh, <laughs> she gets on every free. <laughs> I actually, I actually don't mind her all that much. All right. Uh, Jesse Smollett, we went through that. Uh, also on the program tonight, we are going to uh, unpack. Do I really want to unpack Michael Sussman? Does anybody care anymore? Hey, did you get that thing, Bobolinsky? You got that thing yet? I sent you. Okay, you ready? All right, so keep this in mind. James Biden, the brother of Joe, is running around now saying, I didn't do anything wrong. Everything's great. I am not a fixer for my family. I support my family. How many uncles are this close with their nephews? Think about it. I see my uncles. I love my uncles and aunts, but I see them at holidays. And, you know, have I gone into business with any of my uncles? No. Have you? Is that a thing? I could see an uncle maybe getting you a job. And my uncle Donald did once get me a job at Immigrant Savings Bank uh, back in college for a summer. That was a great uh, gig, by the way. But I, I don't know. And anyway, so James Biden calls up the Washington Post and denies, denies, denies. So uh, I don't believe James. I don't believe Frank. And I don't believe Joe and Valerie. James, Frank, Joe and Valerie. There are the Biden, uh, the Biden family. And I don't believe Hunter. But I do believe Tony Bobolinsky. Who was Tony Bobolinsky? Remember that? The man comes forward with earth shattering news, hardcore Evidence of corruption, um, all kinds of double dealings, the Bidens and the laptop, and you name it, this guy had it, and he was willing to talk. And he came forward. What did they do? They tried to cancel him, and they made fun of him because his suit was too tight. Listen to this. And um, I'm thinking about the Biden family. Like, how are they doing this? I know Joe decided not to run in 2016, but what if he ran in the future? Aren't they taking political risk or headline risk? And I remember looking at Jim Biden and saying, how are you guys getting away with this? Like, aren't you concerned? And he sort of looked at me and he laughed a little bit and said, uh, plausible deniability. He said that out loud? Uh, Yes, he said it directly to me, one-on-one in a cabana at the Peninsula Hotel after about a you know, hour and a half, two hour meeting with me asking out of concern, how are you guys doing this? Aren't you concerned that you're going to put your brother's, you know, future presidential campaign at risk? Um, you know, the Chinese, the stuff that you guys have been doing already in 2015 and 2016 around the world. And uh, I just can almost picture his face where he sort of chuckles and says, you know, plausible deniability. So he said this is a man who's been drafting off his brother's political career for almost 50 years. He said to your face, essentially, we're, we're lying about it. Uh, uh, anyone uh, watching this interview can look up what plausible deniability means, yeah. and the uh, definition is very distinct. Wow. That's Tony Bobolinsky. And no one, no one has been able to undermine his credibility. Yeah, they can make fun of his suit. 
they can, um, you know, but basically they ignore him. And the mainstream media ignore all of those revelations. Isn't it amazing that Joe Biden can go in front of the cameras and not be asked about any of this? Any of this. He left the White House this weekend. When he, he gets questions all the time. Not those full-blown press conferences. But even when he does have one, they don't ask him about any of this stuff. This is basically smoking gun proof of corruption. Don't we deserve an explanation? Especially after he stood up on that debate stage with Donald Trump and, and said all those intelligence officials said it was Russia disinformation. How can he get away with it? How can they get away with it? I don't think they are for much longer. Then again, I don't know. We had smoking gun proof of uh, Michael Sussman. Uh, yeah, Joe Blow, nobody attorney. Uh, but Paul Manafort, did you know that name? Was that a household name? No. But he was an associate of the Trumps. And it was easy in a Washington, D.C. court to get anybody associated with Trump. Michael Sussman, though, where the jury is uh, 99.9%. Democrat, where the judge is also a former friend of the defendant. That's so weird. And look at this pompous guy talking about how he's uh, not guilty. Give me a break. Go. I have a few thoughts to share now that the trial has ended. First, I told the truth to the FBI, and the jury clearly recognized that with their unanimous verdict today. I'm grateful to the members of the jury for their careful and thoughtful service. Despite being falsely accused, I'm relieved that justice ultimately prevailed in my case. You should be thankful to the judge, the biased judge, the hideous system, the swamp. Thank the swamp. You're you're a swamp lawyer. Thank the swamp. The swamp rallied around you. The swamp media did its best to downplay your case. And now I wonder what they'll do tonight. I'll be watching. I'm not sure because they'd have to do a lot of legwork because they'd have to tell this story for the first time. But I think Lester is probably going to try to uh, try to make this look like a the ultimate vindication, which it is not. All right, I got to get ready. Uh, the, the, one more. Carlotta is in Rhode Island. Yes. Hi, I'll make it quick. Yes. Um, with your mother, get off the Twitter. But why aren't you on Food Social? I look for you there. Yeah, I know. I got to set it up. It's going to be, you know, I got to set up a new password and the email and all that stuff. It's going to take me many months to do that. Not, that's not a good excuse. Have you're right. No, you're right. I don't disagree. But I'll, I'll, uh, you give me a good reminder. I'll, I'll, I'll try. One more. Muncie is in New Jersey. Muncie, Muncie, Muncie. What's up? Great. So, Sussman, he, you know, Biden is filling the swamp with water. Trump was draining it. This is terrible. I, I'm nauseated about it. I can't believe it. Bobolinsky was so honest. You know, he was at the debate, Bobolinsky. He did that news conference right after the debate where he said what exactly happened, yeah. how he really was associated with him. Yep. I wish he would have stood up and said, Biden, you're a liar. When Biden went on stage and said that about the letter with the 50 CIA and all these other people, it's really, that was disgusting. It was disgusting, and he's never been held accountable. Hey, I heard you wanted to say something about Judith. What do you want to say about her? Well, look, all of your regular callers, we don't mind other people calling and saying things, but she makes it like she's a special person. And she also gets that feeling that, okay, I can get through when other people can't get through. Dick Morris said, aren't you calling on our special number? I think they gave her a special number to call on. You know, we all want to be fair about this. Yeah, that's right. All right, Judith, you hear this? You're banned from my show for the next three months. All right? You and Dick Morris can do a project together, but you're banned from this show for three months. 
What is three months from now? Uh, June, July, August, September 1st. September 1st. And Judith, we love you, but you did get a little bit carried away. Muncie's right. All right. Well, that's it for me. I got to go across the street. Rudy Giuliani is next. Is he in-house? He is in-house. Rudy Giuliani, America's great mayor, the best, the very best. And he'll know so much about this assessment stuff. And remember, remember, they lied about Rudy. They lied about him in one day. And I look forward. You know what? I'm going to invite myself. When Rudy gets the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Donald Trump, and I think it's going to happen within the first few months of uh, Donald Trump getting there, I am taking the day off, and I'm going to Washington, D.C. to watch the entire ceremony, okay? That's it. I'm coming. And I think it's going to happen in April of 2025. Hang in there, Rudy. It'll be here before you know it. And he'll be here before you know it. I'll see you later. Newsmax tonight at 7 o'clock.